Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and this week joining me in the monkey house is comedian and returning guest, Angus Gordon. Hello. Welcome back. It's good to be back in the cage. It's been a while. How long has it been? It feels like it's been ages, but I guess that's because a lot of that time this the show lock- didn't the, exist. The lockdowns. I think I was on an episode of Primates last year. But it wasn't a primate themed one. Oh, if it was like a precursor to your new podcast. Oh, that, no, that was that was all primate related questions. Oh, was it? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. You were on a very recent episode. <laughs> yeah. We just recorded we haven't it done, out a yeah. year before, but yeah, yeah you were on. Episode. It was out, it was out recently, but it, we actually recorded it ages ago. People really enjoyed that very much. Oh, it was a great. It was a fun night. Hey, yeah, Emma Holland and you were on fire. Yeah, and that was right after Matt Stewart headlined at the Good Chat Comedy Club. That room was. And you cooking, you, you cook. It was, it's not just hot down there. It's also funny. (laughs) It is hot though. It was like a summer I think It was summer and it's, you know, it's basement. So it's a bit cooler, but Brisbane, it's sauntering down there. Brisbane, it's funny because we're, we're about to be talking about Texas in the South, but it's the opposite in Australia. The North is where it's hot because of the hemispheres. Ah, yeah. Because of these bloody hem, they trick you. Jeez. We're on the other side of the globe. It's the center that's hot. You got to be close to the center, right? And the extremes that's cold. Yeah, okay. That's cold. These, these hemispheres have got a lot to answer. They for. They do have a lot to answer for. Which was your favorite hemisphere? Ooh, which was it? Or which was, and what it is it now? Oh man, it used to be the south. It used to be the I always south. Always thought the south, but now maybe I'm coming around to the north. Because as uh, the world starts to cook, I, I I saw a map recently that said the the last habitable Countries will be up up north. Yeah, so yeah. I guess, you know, I'm, I'm already staking. Stake a claim in Siberia. Yeah. I think that's where, <laughs> that's the hot market. That's the long play. Yeah. If you're thinking it's too expensive in inner city Melbourne, inner city Sydney, and the housing market is crazy. Siberia is the play. Yeah. You can't, we, 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 we get it, kids. You're protesting against global warming, but let's be real. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It's let's happening. <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. Like you can protest. That's fine. You can, you can deface paintings. You can take a shit in Mona Lisa's mouth. That's why she's got that weird smile. She might like it. Okay. (laughs) You're feeling a bit of soup. You're like, fuck that. Um, You know what they should do? They should throw a tin of uh, Campbell's soup on the Campbell's soup. That'd be a bit of fun. I feel like that. How how has that not They haven't done that yet. Jeez. They haven't done that yet. But anyway, a bit of fun. You have your fun with your protest, but it's happening. Mm. So (laughs) Siberia. We'll learn Russian. Yep. Pray Ukraine goes down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, you want, you want your, your capital, you know, you know if the, do you want Russia to collapse again and lose your stake in the vast, vast plains right. well, I think of Siberia surely, that are going to be so valuable in the future? Surely both could happen, can't they? Can't Ukraine survive and you still live well, is in Put- Siberia? Is Putin going to... I don't think Putin's going to be around still. No, but what's going to happen to him? Is that going to cause instability in Russia? Uh, you've come to the right place. We I've, got a, I've got knowledge is, and opinions a, on this. This is a purely speculative anti-Ukraine podcast. <laughs> no, of course, we support everyone. Don't invade anyone. Obviously, that's it's not on here at the Primates podcast. 
We're even against the Gobi, uh, the chimpanzee wars. We hate that here. Mm. We hate it. We don't think anyone should be invaded. No. Once you've marked out your territory, it's yours yeah. for all time. And that's what you're going to do in <laughs> and Siberia. That's, that's why that's one, once I mark my plot out in Siberia, that's mine, baby. <laughs> I think people are looking at their iPods going, wait, what show are we listening to again? Uh, the Schizophrenic Hour. <laughs> So, so Angus, you're here today uh, to hear me tell you about the wild monkeys of South Texas. I oh, think of South Texas as sort of the Queensland of Australia, it's of like America. A, it's like the North Queensland. Yes. Of, yeah, South Australia. Texas is like yeah. the FNQ. So I'm like from South East Queensland, so that must be like you're the North Texas? Northwest. Northwest Texas. Texas, yeah. I wonder what's up there in Northwest Texas. Would that be near like the Nevada? Is there a Nevada border? I don't know. I mean, it's a good question and one that <laughs> I don't know why, but I've looked up Northwest Texas and it says Texas Panhandle. Oh, well, I love that. Does that help you? Yeah, I'm always panhandling. You know. Yeah. If you on the it. if you on if you see me on the street, I'm asking for a dollar. What does the panhandle mean? What what do you, what is that? Oh, why? Let's learn I, about that. That's Texas really Panhandle. This is according to Wikipedia.org. Dot org. Dot org. Dot orgy. The horny Wikipedia. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. The Texas, it's got too many sources of anything. <laughs> the Texas Panhandle is a region of the U.S. state of Texas consisting of the northernmost 26 counties in the state. The Panhandle is a rectangular area bordered by New Mexico to the west and Oklahoma to the north and mm. the east. Oh, so the Panhandle, is that – why is it called the Panhandle? I don't, you don't. Did know. that explain that, or is it because it's the bit of shape? Hang, it's a shape it's a yeah, bit. it's the bit that sticks out the top. Is that like a handle, and the rest is the yeah, pan? Yeah, that's okay. why. Yeah, it does look like a pan handle. Yeah, yeah you reckon? A yeah, s- it's a square. But in my mind, I wanted it to be something romantic, like that was a old um, prospecting region. That's what I was assuming. I assumed the the panhandle because I feel like I've heard of the panhandle before. Yeah, it's fun to say the panhandle. It is fun as it's. Uh, I can't imagine living there without being on scraggly rags and missing one of your big front oh. teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah same and you're, like that. Al- you're always just one day away from striking it rich. You're dancing <laughs> from leg to leg. Yeah, that's with the way. With your to sort of your arms cocked like they're only, chicken wings. Only way to dance. <laughs> <laughs> only way. I, th- I think panhandle is a great word because it's. I love those words that sort of have an internal rhyme. Panhand. Panhandle. Mm-hmm. Every time I say that, the top of my hat just pops off. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are we talking about? <laughs> we got to learn about the wild monkeys oh, of South of South Texas. South we got to get out of the Panhandle. Go south. We're, so we're, we're in the Panhandle. Is this near the Mexican border south. or the, the Gulf of Mexico? Where oh. in South Texas? Where in South Texas? Are oh, we? okay. Well, because isn't there like we got? To, are we near the border? The Badlands? I don't know if they call them that. I just like to say Badlands. Oh yeah, that's like another fun some thing sort to of say. Star Wars area yeah. where the, where you don't go. Yeah, you don't go there. You don't go to the Badlands. Or isn't that like a? That's a. Isn't that a Bruce Springsteen song? Does it? I, I think that, I think so. I've never heard any songs. Okay, I've I lived under the Mujahideen in um, Afghanistan for a long time. <laughs> really? Where, yeah, where music is banned. So Afghanistan um, was that under the Russian rule? No, that was after the Russian rule. Okay. Um, the Mujahideen, the, the 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 brave fighters that um, Stallone dedicated the movie um, Rambo to. Rambo, oh, right. Yeah, the first one. The first, the second one. one. Second one. Yeah. Is that First Blood? Uh, I think it's the second one, and it's the one, they turned out to be the Taliban, the Mujahideen. Oh, yeah, and they're the people that the movie was dedicated to. Yeah, because they were fighting the Russians at the time. Yeah, so right. they were our friends in the in in the West. 
This is a CIA podcast. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, right. CIA. People are so people are tracking. So we're yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're we're pro Ukraine. More um, money should be sent as aid. I like how you're saying we. We are. I mean, not pro Ukraine. No, I'm pro Ukraine. As a as a comedian, I'm like Zelensky. I I like that. That comedian prime minister. Yeah, if you can be funny enough, you can be in charge of a country um, being invaded by Russia. Yeah, don't you think? Like that's what happens if you. That's the precedent that's been set. You think? Yeah, if you win enough comedy awards. Ooh, you've won a few. I'm not enough. Yeah, not enough yet. I haven't won the award formerly known as the Barry. Okay. I think that's what you should be if you win the award formerly known as the Barry. Are you doing a show this next festival? I Yeah, hopefully if I can get a venue. Yeah, right. Cause I'm having difficulty. You, you don't get a – you can't get the award without a show. It's very hard. Yeah. It hasn't been done yet. It hasn't been done yet. And that, <laughs> I, I, I would love, to, the, I would love to do – I would love to be the first to win the award without the show. I think that would be the ideal in a lot of ways. The only problem is you need the money as well. Right. It's yes. great to get the prestige. Yeah, but you won't but get you any. You won't get that ticket, ticket boost. Sa- the ticket boost. It is hard to get the ticket sales without doing the show. But you can win the award, then you put on the show. I'd love to do. It. Absolutely be perfect. Oh yeah, because everyone's heard a lot of great things about yeah. it. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm and hearing it, a lot of whispers. When people see my show, they they very often have bad things to say. Well, I think oh. once they already know it's good, I oh, think it fully changes the experience. I'm genuinely thinking this year of writing a lot of um fake press. Yeah, for myself. I don't think that I don't think that would hurt at all. No, I think it would help. I think you can set the narrative. Yeah, I agree. It's a great show. It's very interesting, very challenging. I mean, how how many you know like publications are out there? It's there's so many already. They're already meaningless. Oh yeah, but, but anyway, so because they're all dirty, that excuses my unethical behaviour. Okay. Which is where I was going. Right. Yeah. I, I forget. I don't know where we are now. We've had a lot of weird episodes on on this show, and I think most of them you've been involved in. But it already feels like this is getting off to. I've I have lost it. <laughs> I've got nothing to lose, so I've lost I've lost even that. <laughs> well, we're here today to talk about. I that. have no I have no principles. I've got no, nothing. No honor. No dignity. Even my wife, the old battle axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's, she's a, gone. She's gone. I lost that. Battle and, and when you're your not wife's, even married, when you and I'm not even in the war, <laughs> well, I don't even need a battle axe. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm not a Viking raider. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, somehow you said it and I believed it. You know, imagine that though. It's like a, a sort of a Rodney Dangerfield style Viking, and he's got his wife with him while he's like taking over a monastery. She's just so annoying. The monks give him the gold. <laughs> nag, nag, nag. They're like, please, this is a, a holy order of men only. Wait, the Vikings. Stole from monks, did they? Yeah, some of the yeah. I've read nearly everything you've said today. I have. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've learned a little bit. I mean, I, they obviously. They I obvi- never know what. I don't really know what you're what saying. What is a joke real. Or, or not? Yeah, they obviously uh, uh, murdered secular communities as well. Okay, but the monks had a lot of the treasures. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the, these are religious, um, like monasteries, like religious communities. Where about, were, Where were these monks? Ireland, um, all over the United Kingdom, uh, this, this, you know, the north of France. Right. Yeah. I think um, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Because these, I mean, because also, and then they they didn't get converted into Christianity until after like the United Kingdom did. Right. You've yeah. almost uh, brought us back to monkeys. We're back to monkeys. Almost. Which, they're t- they're two letters away. Yeah. Fr- fr- from believing in God. Yeah. If you gave those. Monks like a cutesy nickname. If you if you shaved monkeys. if you shaved the top of a monkey's head, but just left the hair around the side, they'd see the light. That's <laughs> is that their monks? That's what a monk is. Yeah, 
Right. I was thinking of the, aren't they like abbots? No. I'm the abbot is the head of head a monastery. Monk. Yes, the head monk, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Freaking hell, I'm learning a bit today. You, there's things you already knew. <laughs> You're remembering. I'm remembering. <laughs> You're remembering things. So the topic this Which week- Which is what we've got. We're already at that age of we don't learn anything new. We just remember things. We re-remember. Yeah, and we're excited by it. Like, um, do you reckon, and that happens in comedy, right, where people think they've written something, but they have just Remember remembered someone, someone else. else's stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you see that um, James Corden this week did a bit that Ricky Gervais had done? Yeah, the word for word, though. Yeah. It's hard to remember like that. Yes. I think maybe that was, well, we're all speculating, aren't we? But you think maybe the writers just don't give a shit. Are they? Yeah, but they. It must. Be, it's so easily traced back to them. So they're. It's like they're not publicly Wouldn't on the you, line, but, but their privately, careers their on careers the line. Fuck. Yeah, but maybe you just hate James Corden. Doesn't that? Feel, it does feel like they've you set, set him, him up. up. Yeah, yeah. given him a poison chalice, which this is maybe what the monks should have done to the Vikings <laughs> with those chalices. There. And now you're you're doing the bringing back. You're, you're basically hosting the show all of a sudden. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> like like the the apes in the in the war documented. Um, by is it Jane Fonda or Jane? Uh, What's the primate oldest? Uh, it's not Jane Fonda. No, she was the actress, right? That was anti-Vietnam. She was anti. She would have been anti the Gobinzi War. Are you which, which um, one are you talking about? Gorillas in the Mist or the other one? Because there's the other two. one, the chimp lady. Uh, the chimp lady is Jane Goodall. Goodall, yeah. Because she didn't she observe the first chimp war, the first documented chimp war. Oh, possibly. Really this is your primate podcast. I mean, we should do an episode on Jane Goodall at some point. Yeah. Oh, her Wikipedia is so interesting because, like, they uh, apparently they didn't like scientists didn't think that apes were capable of war, and then when she documented this war, this ongoing multi-year war between two rival chimp factions or bands, whatever you want to call them, band sounds more musical. Um, <laughs> Diane Fossey was the gorillas in the mist. Yeah, primatologist. Just, anyway, so she documented this war, and then the other primatologists were just like, "You must have fucked them up." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what like, have you done? What have you done? They don't do that. Did you give them sugar or like, something? Like, you're evil. And yeah, you yeah. must have, like... Really? Yeah, yeah. That's wild. And, like, read the things they did to each other. Very bad. Well, you, we should do an episode. Ne- Let's uh, do an episode on that next time I'm in. Sounds good. Um, but back to the southern the southern border, the Badlands. Yeah, so this... Uh, was, is, it, is it the southern border region? Uh, well, it's South Texas. Let me let me get through who suggested I'm sorry, it first. I'm sorry, I'm let me sorry. get through a freaking sentence here. Um, I've I'm I'm starved for attention. <laughs> <laughs> so this was suggested by our listener David Aranda from Austin, Texas, and uh, Austin, Texas famously stays weird. Do you know that about them? Uh-huh, Their yeah. motto is like, but I think it's stay a weird Austin. It's a weird they don't like anymore. Hey. Because it used to be like like sort of burnt out bi- independent bikers sort of guys. It was, it was that's Willie a Joe, Nelson, right? Yeah, it's a sort of a Joe Rogany. Uh, I think those guys moved in. Oh right, it's a different kind of weird. Different kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, they've stayed weird, but what what's weird has changed. Wow, I was there Ask, well, about a, a few years back, and it was it was pretty weird. South was that for South by that, Southwest? Is that what uh, you I was I was there just because I was um, tra- I was in America and I wanted to visit. Yep. And um, I don't know. I just happened to be there when a festival was on, but it was fun, fun, fun fest. Was it fun? Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> One. How many out of three? How many? Funds I'd say would it, you was, give it? it was fun, 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 fun. Two yeah. funds. Yeah, but I mean, the lineup was ridiculous. What kind of festival? M- music, music festival. Uh, but yeah, it was like you know, just so many huge bands and acts 
Like you couldn't imagine that uh, that kind of lineup in Australia. I don't think. Yeah, because they're American bands, probably. Yeah, they it's don't easier, have to travel as yeah. far. Yeah, that's right. What what kind of what acts did you see? Snoop Dogg was there. Wow. Uh, Ice T. Again, another guy. Uh, the Descendants. You? Oh yeah. Let me look it up. Look up the lineup. That is crazy. It was in the year 2013. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, can, I absolutely can, can you, believe. Can you believe that? One year before you won Raw Comedy. That's right. I'd only done a couple of gigs. They didn't, even, they didn't even really know that you were the star. That's right, they, yeah. They weren't even aware. I did. I actually, there was a comedy tent, which I spent a lot of time in. Who did I see? I can't remember. Uh, so other bands included Slayer, Misfits, uh, Jurassic Five. remember watching them. Simeon Mobile Disco, The Walkman, Lupe Fiasco, RJD2, Johnny Marr from uh, Morrissey's band, what are they called? The Smiths. Smiths, that's right. I don't know. I haven't heard any of these bands, obviously, but I've read their Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much. The OCs. The OCs. Great. Polyphonic Spree. Actually, it's not as big of a lineup as I remember. MGMT, MIA. I think a lot of those bands were very big in 2013, though, like MGMT and MIA. Yeah. Did you see M- uh, MIA's going off the deep end a bit? Yeah, she's... Uh, What's she been saying? Oh, I don't know. I just saw that people were going off her a bit um, because... I don't know. Why are we talking about so many things we don't anyway, understand? We don't understand it if we didn't talk about it. We talked about things we understood. The various, well, I'm, I'm, this podcast be silence. That's true. But I figure because I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to be reading yeah, things yeah. at least. So... You, it, this came from the guy in Austin. Has he encountered the 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 wild the wild monkeys? Um, let me see what he said. I don't think he said it. He, all he said was he suggested the topic, uh, the really wild monkeys of South Texas. And all he, I said, why would it make a good topic? He said, just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. That's great. It is a bit of fun. Yeah. What kind of monkeys are they? They're uh, Japanese macaques, but you'll understand that more when I tell you the story in a second. So this was written by Marion Farias on the story of Texas.com. Awesome. In 1973, my parents, upon returning from their travels through Mexico and Guatemala for my grandfather's funeral, found that while they were gone, my aunt Helen, a UT student at the time, convinced my grandfather to accept a homeless troop of Japanese macaque snow monkeys. That's a huge first sentence. So much going on there. So, so much going on in that. Have they got little bindles <laughs> coming down the road? <laughs> it's, um, there was like a little, you know how like those hobo symbols back in the day where they were like, this is house gives you food. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you know, like hobos used to have like a little like, um, like a little like scratching markings that there was like their own symbols like stay away there's like a mean mean oh. people live here or these people will give when you stuff this? like back in the great depression like the 30s era right yeah because so many people were out of work and traveling like the railroads and stuff gotcha yeah. so like a hobo like um i don't know uh, <laughs> what's what's uh oh, fuck i'm so bad with uh hieroglyphics 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 Hi- <laughs> i can't speak man i'm like the old Egyptian yeah, yeah, like symbol, or just any sort of code. Hieroglyphics. 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 Oh god, they are. It's a mysterious language. It is I can't a even. Language. I can't even. Can't even pronounce the word. So yeah, you can look up the the hobo Rosetta Stone. And you can look at like what this all the symbols mean. But oh, it'd be funny nice. if the little macaw, the, the Japanese guy, the Japanese monkeys, they had their own little 
I haven't heard the word hobo in a long time. It just feels old time in itself. It is an old time, yeah. So when you said it was the Great Depression, I should have known that because it feels like that's when people said stuff like hobo. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they had to snatch up the pies from window stills and stuff to make ends meet. Um, you couldn't leave a pie on a window still back then. No. The cool. Yeah. Or, or you know, <laughs> you'd be it's, using it's, the steam lines would be going into like a like a wolf's nose. It's a strange thing because normally you'd think – if you want, if something smells so delicious, why are you trying to get that smell outside anyway? Absolutely. Let, it, let that cool inside. <laughs> I just want, I just feel very hungry for one of those pies uh, now. And those lattice yeah. lids. You never see them over here, but they're in American Absolute, cartoons all the time. The lattice on top of like a fruit pie. Yeah, like it's like a red pie. Uh, it, oh, and I don't even bursting. know if I've ever had one, but I, do, I can tell that it would be delicious. It'd be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking hell, I want one of those right now. Maybe a scoop of ice cream or yeah. cream on top. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez Louise. Uh, yeah, of course. If you get a scent of that in your nostril, you're going berserk. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so this snow monkeys were originally from uh, Arish, Arishiyama outside of Kyoto. Are these the guys that you see in um, hot, hot Springs? Yes. These guys must be fucking hating Texas. Yeah, well, um, and it, she sold him. Uh, she sold him on the idea on pretty dodgy grounds. She, she's like, "Hey, granddad, or 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 dad, probably. Hey, dad, you can sell them for like a grand for research." Oh, <laughs> it's not even to families. Like a scientist would love to muck around with their brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she she's like, "Get them there," and they they had to like ship them in from Japan. Uh, uh, so they weren't. Why, why did she say they were homeless? Well, they the the town is in homeless Japan just was wild. Ge- no, you, <laughs> like yeah, you, these that, guys didn't own any properties. So they were homeless. They were, they were renters. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Um, I'll I'll go back to the, yep, the article here. Um, so he liked the idea. It was it seemed like a profitable proposal, but as it turned out, this was not the case. Their DNA was not suitable for that type of research. Oh, I'd love to know what they were researching. Interestingly, these uh, 1970s. Yeah, 1970s. In the seventy-three near the University of Texas. Yeah, this could be a whole mystery podcast. We're diving into what monkey primate research was being done then. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm. I wonder because wasn't there like a book that came out uh, a couple of years ago and it was about um this woman? Maybe it was a novel. So. That would make you can make up anything, but uh, it was like this woman who remembers this memory of having like a uh, a sibling that um, disappears when she was like little, and then she goes, she realizes like it was a chimp that was being raised oh. as a human by her family, and uh, her father was like a psychologist and was doing like animal behavioral studies to see if you like raise the chimp, if he could, if it would, be if it would be like more human-like. like human like, yeah, whoa. I'm guessing you found out that that wasn't the case. When I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into adolescence. Yeah, they go mental. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not really. They're not. And also, it could have been a novel. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, you can make up anything in those. <laughs> uh, so. But maybe maybe that's what they were doing with these guys. Okay. But Possibly. the DNA wasn't right. Wasn't right. They're wasn't like, right. no, these nah, aren't the kind of ones kind. that we could bring up in in the house. These guys are more hot tub guys. <laughs> These guys would rule on a frat house, though. Can you imagine those hot tub guys on in a frat, like like an animal house, nineteen seventies stuff, like a uh, comedy movie? Oh yeah, 
Like One a, of those guys in in the, that would be killing. I can it. imagine that. I mean, these days with the CGI, you get Andy Circus in wearing the balls. Yeah, he's drinking the beer as yeah. a monkey. He's yeah. he's he's slooped down. I oh think, my god! I think it'd be great. You get him to do whatever you like. Yeah, that's the beauty of Andy Circus. He'll do whatever you want he, for a price. He can play any kind of monkey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you name one. Go <laughs> yeah. on, name one. Um, Gibbon can do. He can do it. That's a that's, that's a given. <laughs> Have you probably done that pun to death on this podcast? Uh, I'm sure someone has. Yeah. I certainly am above it. You're, but, oh, you're too good for it. Yeah, I'm too good for that sort of okay. stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All right. So I have. I've. I've just read the first paragraph so far. Mm-hmm. I'll be silent from now on. Interestingly, this homeless troop was actually the product of another ill-thought entrepreneurial venture in Japan as the monkeys were brought to Arashiyama to amuse the tourists who went there as a romantic destination, but they bred too rapidly to be kept under control. Mm-hmm. So they were... They were basic- romance goes in both directions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. right? If you're going to romance near the monkeys, the monkeys might romance near you too. It's mimetic. Mm. Yeah. What's mimetic? You this know, is. like a, this, 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 that's the definition. Yeah. You see, even that you, me and my, my, my um, best gal are kissing in front of these monkeys. They're mm. going to get, they're going to get ideas. Okay. <laughs> Given that the Vietnam War was going on at the time, the monkeys were secretly flown in from Arashiyama by the Japanese Air Force to the Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, then transferred to the ranch to avoid protests from Japanese citizens. I don't understand what it, what, can you make sense of that? Maybe they don't want these monkeys being like abused in by s- by the, the <laughs> ja- by Japanese citizens in America. No, by the guys who are buying them for research. Right. Maybe they like the monkeys. The yeah, Japanese right. citizens. But then, but why is it? Why, why is it given so much the, the Vietnam War? I don't understand. What's the Vietnam War got to do with that? Then? I have absolutely. What was what was Japan's um, position in the Vietnam War? I don't know. But yeah, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, they had to smuggle them smuggle in. Smuggle them in. Which, oh my God. But from, with, um, they were smuggled in by the Japanese Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, it's all interesting. Um, the snow monkeys had been enclosed in an electric fence to protect them from the coyotes and bobcats once they arrived in Texas. But basically were expected to forage for food. They weren't given any food. That's that's very American. You know, you pull yourself up by the bootstraps <laughs> or by the, the poor, the little poor, the little poor straps. padded padded feet you've got. Uh, the fence. You don't even have shoes, but you still got to pull yourself up. Yeah. You're expected to forage for shoes. Yeah, you get your shoes and then you pull yourself yeah. up by them. Uh, the you fa- walk into Foot Locker. Yeah. You get great customer service. Uh-huh. You get the shoe. Yep. Then you pull yourself up. Right. After you've sold the shoes. We don't steal. No. Well, they say, well, was it uh, every, behind every great fortune is a crime? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Which me. probably starts off with a robbing footlocker. Yeah. You got to start small. Yeah. So then you pull yourself up. From there. Uh, the fence did not keep them in. The monkeys figured out when the pulse of electricity charged the fence and would leave and come back into the enclosure at will. Yeah. Like an electric skipping rope. Yeah. And they were too smart for that, bro. They, they worked it out. They worked out the rhythm. Yeah. You said I was st- they were all standing on the side doing that swaying yeah. thing. And then they come in and then they're out. Yeah. Uh, protocol was important for the researchers and visitors were instructed to not stare at any monkey 
as this was considered a challenge and the monkey may charge at you, teeth glaring and ready to bite. Imagine these guys on the train. Yeah. They're on the train. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you look at someone on the train, they'll be like, what are you looking at? Yeah. These guys, they don't even give you that warning. <laughs> Do you catch the train over here? Not walked. Walked, okay. Yeah. Bipedal. That's a fair walk. Hour and a half. Oh. It was actually, that's what it said, but it took me an hour 35. I was five minutes late. Was that just to avoid looking at people on the train? Absolutely. <laughs> I actually, you know what, I'm wonder what your listeners think, but I feel safer, that men, and this might be a bit of male privilege, right? But I feel safer walking at night than being on public transport. Right. Because I feel like when you're walking, you can see the other people and then you can keep distance. But when you're on like a tram, like you're trapped with them. I think I'm trying to, there was one guy, I was on the train, I think maybe earlier this year and, and a guy um, was not, I think he, you know, he was drunk or something. It was this huge guy and he was pretty angry. And then he saw me and he, I can't remember what he said, but he said something like, I'll fuck you up. And I said, oh, please don't. Yeah. That's a nice. <laughs> what a funny, what a funny instinct to have. And what did he say to that? He sort of, yeah, he kind of, he, well, he didn't fuck me up. Yeah, well, I think what is like uh, that philosopher Gerard he has that thing of like, um, like mimesis where if, you know, I come like saber rattling to you, then it's very easy for you to like get angry and you start like, yeah, I'm going to fight. And then we both fight. But if you break that sort of chain, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I was walking, last time I was up in Brisbane, actually, I was walking through South Bank. It was late at night. And then there was these uh, teenagers, very big guys. They were big guys. They were on those electric scooters that sort of doing laps. And then- this older guy, he's a big guy as well. He must have been saying something. I had my headphones in again. And then they started like squaring up, like two versus one, like a fight was going to happen. And then I, I don't know what, just out of, just came out of my mouth. I just went, no fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and then they looked at me and they were like, yeah, no, yeah you're, right. you're right. And they stopped. There's nothing in it for us. Yeah. I think someone just needed to be like, boys, it's not on. <laughs> it's not on, boys. It sort of, it sort of broke, the, broke uh, the spell. The spell they're under, yeah. Strange. Oh, it's great. Might have saved a life that night. Maybe. I don't know. Well, not all. Not I don't like to call you a hero, but. No. And no one else would either. Yeah. It's hard not to here. But. In yeah. this circumstance, I have to have to call you one. So. Maybe it's like a little bit of hypnosis. Uh, back to this article, this story. So, so if, if you ever, a monkey ever eye contact, you just go, no fighting. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's what we said. The, uh, <laughs> is that where that came from? Yeah. So they, they don't look them in the eyes, the monkeys. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, this is still, uh, written in the first person by Marion, uh, saying my father heard the researchers moan that few offspring were added to the troop. A few peripheral males had escaped and saw the bare branches of the trees remaining, which I, I don't fully understand. Yeah. I read all this before you came but in. But don't you think that's interesting that, that, um, in the, in Japan, they were going mating like crazy. Mm. But in Texas, that yeah, I mean, I think it's the climate doesn't suit them for starters. They don't fit. They don't. They're, and they they're, like they're foraging for, for food, food in a place, place they don't know. No, they're not horny anymore. Yeah, um, and you you bang on here because um, he suggested uh, that their diet should be augmented with a vegetable source of vitamin A, like scrap carrots that were dumped from nearby harvests. He helped to arrange for a dump truck to deliver the broken carrots and soon their coats grew shiny and they did have more baby monkeys, uh, which was ironic that this was desired considering that the monkeys had been relocated from Kyoto 
exactly because they reproduce too fast and it become a problem. People don't talk about that when like they're going through relationship problems. So maybe it's just not enough vitamin A. Right. Not enough scrap carrots. Not enough scrap carrots. Like think about how much scrap carrot you're having. Yeah. You won't just be able to see better at night. You'll be able to see your partner mm. better as well. Yeah, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Needs and wants. Mm-hmm. And and your coat will be shinier. Everything will be shiny. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be looking shiny too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the escape peripheral males, while somewhat anticipated, were a source of several local news items. One rancher about five miles away found one such, one such monkey making himself at home in his ranch house. Another monkey was sighted on a telephone pole near Dilly, Texas, and a deputy sheriff was sent to try and capture him. In true Texas style, the deputy pointed his pistol at the monkey <laughs> high on the pole and ordered him to come down. The monkey actually climbed down the pole, and when the deputy could reach him, he used handcuffs so the monkey was trapped around the pole. That's bullshit. Tranquilized him, and somehow they got the monkey in the back seat of the patrol car. Days confused and handcuffed, the young male macaque rode to the station gazing out the window and waited until one of the researchers came to get him. Eventually, all the monkeys were relocated as my other aunt, Gary. What? An aunt called Gary as she well. She has an aunt called Gary. This is fantastic. This story just went up a notch. Also, the, the idea of a monkey looking out the window while high on tranquilizers on its way to jail in Texas is like a, it's like a mountain goat song. <laughs> and I looked out that window and it fell and fell away. And I've been from Tokyo and I'm not here to stay because I'm a monkey trapped in Texas. I don't know. Bit of fun though. So poignant. There's you something should, about that. You should uh, should email that off to the, the guys guy from, from the Mountain Goats. <laughs> I'm sure he would have felt like that as a teenager. Yeah. You know. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. But yeah, so the the Aunt Gary, she Aunt um, Ga- yeah. she took over the ranch when the dad part, the grandfather passed away, but didn't like the monkey, so they got shipped off. Where did she ship them to? It doesn't say. That's the end of the article. That so that so that was they, and they're not still wild. Well, that's the story from October 29th, twenty fourteen. But that's not the story that was sent through to us. Okay. Um, by our great friend David Aranda of Austin, Texas. Stay weird. He sent us a story from TPR.org. Uh, .cdn, is it? Something like that. I'll put a link in the show notes. (laughs) It's a Texas Public Radio article. And it says, I just thought I'd, I'd, because this article didn't really talk about the backstory at all, so I found that article to talk about how the monkeys actually arrived in Texas because it skips over it in this one. Um, So this is by Jerry Clayton and uh, was written in 2020. It seems unlikely, but the harsh environment of South Texas plays host to a large population of Japanese snow monkeys. They've been housed in a sanctuary near Dilly for many years, 
but stories continue to circulate about Japanese snow monkeys being spotted in the wild. It's a story that goes back almost 50 years. The year is 1950, uh, the year is 1972. The Vietnam War is dragging on. A South Texas rancher named Edward Dryden heard about the plight of a troop of Japanese snow monkeys, which had become a nuisance in a small Japanese town. The locals wanted them gone. Dryden wasn't an animal rights activist. This is the grandfather of the last mm-hmm. uh, writer. In fact, he planned on reselling some of the primates uh, for uh, medical research. About 150 monkeys were transported to his ranch near Ensignal. And then the story gets complicated. The plan to sell the monkeys didn't work out. Many of the monkeys died from the South Texas heat, not to mention predators such as coyotes and rattlesnakes. The survivors learned to adapt. So much so they began to reproduce and became a nuisance to nearby ranchers. This story doesn't talk about the carrots at all. Mm-mm. You know, it, no. just, it just makes it sound like the monkeys did it all on their own without the help of that dump truck full of It also doesn't go into like the, the weird secret nature of their transportation, yeah. the love interests. There's a lot. This guy's brushing over a lot. He's, he really is. Mm. I'm glad I found that other story. Uh Dryden died a few years later and his monkeys, well, most of them, were rounded up and put in a sanctuary near Dili. But here's the question. Are there still Japanese snow monkeys roaming wild in South Texas? And here is a quote by rancher Glenn Garrison. Mm -hmm. Fantastic name. We can't tell anybody we saw monkeys that everyone thinks we're crazy. (laughs) We tell them we saw a monkey in South Texas. They're going to know we're crazy. Uh, His first monkey sighting was near Los Angeles, Texas, in the mid-1980s while he was driving with his friend, saying, Stopped in at Ruby's Lounge, got a six-pack of beer. We were heading, I think it's 469, and look up in front and I saw this thing go across the road. His companion thought it was a bobcat. I said, it was not a bobcat. There's a monkey. Uh, And there was a windmill there on the side of the road. That's where the monkey was going. He was going to get a drink. Sometime later, they had another sighting. We were east of Purcell, just going down the road, and there were some people stopped, and they were looking. And so we stopped too. And it was a mama monkey and a baby up a tree. Fast forward to the present day, they're there. That's not even a question. They're all over the Dilly area said Chester Moore, editor of Texas Fish and Game magazine. He said hunters have sent him photos of monkeys within the last three years. Wildlife consultant Marshall Bryant has seen them too. I've definitely caught them on game cameras. I've definitely ridden around some ranches around Dilly, Katola, even as far as Tilden. And I've seen them here and there, Bryant said. But most of the places, from my knowledge, that have, that have them kind of harbour them. That's right, he says. Some people harbour the monkeys. In other words, keep out food and water for them so they'll hang around. I know the one ranch on my mind. It's like they're very secretive about the fact they have them. And they have got a bunch of them and they're pretty cool, you know, (laughs) said Bryant. (laughs) You can go there and see 15 to 40 at a time. Ranchers who fed and watered the snow monkeys may have helped them survive. But Chester Moore said there are all kinds of other non-native wild animals that have done well in Texas without much help. Animals such as Axis deer and Nilgai antelopes, which are both from India, even warthogs from sub-Saharan Africa, 
that have escaped exotic game ranches are thriving in some areas of Texas. So if you're walking through the South Texas brush and hear a sound, or maybe catch a glimpse of a Japanese snow monkey, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jerry Clayton. That's, that's far more from him. Texas Public Radio. Um, should have got him on the show. Should, do you reckon we could have got Jerry? I reckon you could have. How? Well, you, just send an email. Send an email to Jerry? Send an email to Jerry. He's a broadcasting professional from Texas Public Radio. That's true. So what do, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about this? Because it's, it's a funny thing. The um, Well, you know, they're a pest, aren't they? Yes. That's, so on, on one, that's, on, the, that's the tricky thing I find. They're by no level. fault of their own. They've been introduced somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they've got to be stamped out is what you're saying. No, I'm not so saying that at all. So you're saying there should be a campaign for their extermination. I'm not suggesting that at all. I used to think a bit more like, you know, introduced species should just be wiped out. But now I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the it's impact tricky. they're having as yeah. well. How many are there? When they're animals that people are like still being seen they're as cute. being. Yeah. Well, if, if you're saying I saw a monkey and people are going, no, you didn't. didn't. They're yeah. obviously not in plague proportions. Well, what? They're seeing 40 at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound like. That's a big, that's a big troop. Yeah. But like it, that's still a novelty that one place is yes. like 40. It's not know, a problem. Not really a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all. They've been around for since the 70s. So. Then obviously keeping their numbers in check. Yeah. Doesn't sound like they're the like bob, thriving. Maybe the bobcats and the coyotes. And the heat probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to even call them snow monkeys anymore. No. I mean, do imagine how, how long do you reckon it would take? I reckon even now they would already, not this is not funny but and purely speculative, but because you'd have such selection pressure on monkeys that can re- be heat resistant. After a couple of generations, you're already going to see like, um, the genomes of these like animals changing. Interesting. You Becoming know? A, a new subspecies. subspecies. Yeah. Wow. That's how it happens, right? Because mm-hmm. you think like uh, I think I always think about dingoes. We basically see them as native to Australia now, but they were introduced. What, like three thousand years. Yeah, ago? three four thousand years yeah. ago or something. Three to five. So it's like it's it's interesting that it's, you just have to survive long enough, and people are like, all right, you're not a pest anymore. Yeah, you're one of us. Just takes a few thousand years. That's it. Um. So what did you think of these monkeys? We normally give uh, oh, this the was, meteor- you know what? This story was a bit of fun. Yeah. Don't you think? I think it was. I think he lived up to the to the David's uh, the he set an expectation, didn't he? Just a bit of that fun. it would be just a bit of fun. And it was. We had fun. I think. And did. it was a great jumping off point. Yeah. When you go to the shops and buy a bunch of bananas, how big is it? A bunch. Yeah. How big do you buy a bunch of bananas as? If you picture a bunch when you close your eyes, how many bananas in it? A good sized bunch, I reckon, has got about five to six bananas. Yep. And how many? So, if say it's a five bunch, five banana bunch. How many? So classically, like the star rating system. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, how many bananas? Would you give? I give does this your story. bunch have this story? Yeah. This was solid three. Three out of three or five bananas. I think there was a. I reckon you could find even more. You could find a fourth. Yeah. You know, when we were looking at like what were they going to be researched in. The aunt called Gary. That sounds like some sort of like a Hamlet plot. Yes. Has she has she gone has she like gotten rid of the 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 grandfather to take over the oh, whole the ranch? You could, well, you, obviously, I you know you can probably you can, yeah probably. <laughs> well, are you doing shows in Brisbane coming up? Yeah, I'm going to be up in uh, uh, Cairns. I kind of uh, think of Brisbane as like the Texas of Australia. Yeah, it is like it is the Panhandle. It is the Panhandle. It's sort of it's similar. Yeah. Well, North Queensland could be the handle, uh, and I will be in Cairns on like November twenty eighth. 
uh, doing a show there. And then I'll be in Brisbane on the Gold Coast from December 5th to December 10th with uh, Based Comedy. And then on December 15th, I will be doing um, a solo show at Good Chat Comedy Club. Love and that on comedy club. December, that's where we did that uh, live that's show. That's where we did the live show. Last Come year, along, it'll be great. And on December 17th, I will be doing a, a live show in Lismore. Come along to that as well. Oh, sick. You're on a tour. Bit of a You're tour. You're on a real tear there. Yeah. I'm giving it five out of seven. I'd give my bunch as a seven. It's a bigger bunch. It's a bigger bunch. Um, and, mm. yeah, I think mathematically I've given it a slightly higher score. That means. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. Uh, DNA percentage. Now, some sort of scientist, Andy Matthews, once told me that chimpanzees and humans uh, share about 98% yeah, DNA. but the 2% is doing a, a lot of heavy yeah, lifting. Yeah, it's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Um, but putting that to one side, how much of yourself do you see in these Texas macaques? Well, I reckon if we as a percentage it, point, and how do you get to that number? I reckon we could look it up, and I reckon it's going to be about ninety-five percent. Ninety-five. I see about ninety-five percent. I love a hot tub. I do. When you've been looking me in the eye, I've been repressing the urge to uh, lash out. Show you as teeth. a challenge. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, I see uh, about ninety-five percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not quite that high. Um. Of my DNA, but I, yeah, I because I don't um I don't think I could outsmart an electric fence. I'm not very good at skipping, but I do like eating carrots. And I, I reckon you would could absolutely outsmart an electric fence. Well, there's no. I, I believe I'm in not, you more than you believe in yourself. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'd be game to try. I definitely. I'd just be trapped in that inside that um, fenced off area forever. Don't you reckon you'd pick up like something? like a piece of wood, like there'd be a log in the foraging area. Oh, yeah. Just knock the fence over with it. That's true. All right. I'm going to – you've changed my tune. I'm going to knock myself up to 69%. 69%. The, one of the horniest percentages. <laughs> it is. Uh, now – Is that because of the like sort of love stuff that you've been thinking about with the macaws? Probably. It's got you going. The you've macaws. Been, you've been in here scrapped um, carrots. Yes. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of carrots. My uh, oh, my coat on, is very shiny. You got the shiniest coat. So I ask our listeners to give uh, any sort of facts or questions that they might have. And usually I, I thought it went without saying that they would, would be primate related, but some come in that aren't. And, uh, and in fairness to listeners, I've also done that. Yeah. So it's not just the listeners that are at fault. No, that's true. Um, this first one here, this comes from Shelley from... Naru Awehiwa in New Zealand. Shelley writes, My fact is about how sultanas got their name. Once there was a sultan in Turkey who owned a vineyard. The vineyard was attacked by a group of tigers and the sultan fled. When he came back a few weeks later, all of his grapes had dried up in the sun. To his surprise, when he tasted them, they were delicious and not one to miss an opportunity to make a profit. He boxed them up and sold them as sultanas. True story, apparently. Really? I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to look it up. But according it's, to a Shelley, great, it's a great story for why they're called sultanas. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I love yeah. the tigers were involved. Yeah, it's great. They should have the tiger. Like, if I was selling sultanas, mm. I would lean into that story. Yeah. I'd have a tiger on the front. I'd have like an image of the sultan. Yes. You know like what I mean? Like the beer, like brewers Who's- do. You know, they like James Squire and yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they sort of, they've got no connection to these old Australian brewers, but they go. <laughs> you got to weave a narrative. You yeah. got to get people emotionally invested in your product. You got to stand out. Sultanas, their sales have got to be on the decline. When was the last time you bought Sultanas? Oh, I can't recall. 
but you've had them in the past. They yeah. were a big thing. I used, yeah, I used to. Sultana Brand. Brand yeah. I used to love Sultana Brand. Actually, I'm, if you were selling I that get story. Some Sultana Brand on the way home. The Sultan, the ca- and he finds it. Ne- he doesn't want missing shit. an opportunity. And he's like a larrikin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never one to miss an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Sultan packaged him up, called him <laughs> Sultanas. Yeah. That's true. Oh, we gotta we gotta pitch this to um the big sultana. Yeah, which I think when you're up in Queensland, surely Queensland is some sort of a sultana growing area. I think to grow grapes, you need more of a temperate climate, right? Because oh, you're thinking where I'm how thinking where they where these sultanas. sultanas. Yeah, <laughs> so we need to we'll get Victorian grapes, grapes and we'll, we'll ship them ship north. them north to the, the sun sh- yeah. shine state. Mm-hmm. Victoria, the grape state. Uh, Queensland, the sunshine state. Is that right? Is it the sunshine? It state? is the sunshine yeah. state. Yeah. Peter Beattie in the 2000s tried to rebrand it the smart state, but didn't, oh, didn't stick. Yeah. That's one of those ones where you, they are just protest too much. Yeah. Victoria does it all the time. They, uh, they were like vague as well. One point it was Victoria on the move. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess in your car you are. What, is that, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, it doesn't le- mean anything. People are leaving Victoria. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the move to a better state. <laughs> uh, and we, got, we also got a question from John Neal. And I asked where they're from, and John Neal said, from my dad's balls. Oh, yeah. Well, only half of you, mate. <laughs> but then in brackets, London. Maybe that's Bracket, just And then in br- brackets, my mum's ovary. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, John. It's sexist. <laughs> uh, John writes, if you could resurrect any real-life ape to be able to speak English for an hour, what would you ask them and why would you choose Bubbles? Michael Jackson's chimp. Oh, because you're trying to get evidence. <laughs> I don't think I'd be told. I'd, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to let Bubbles rest in peace. Didn't I do a joke about that on the last podcast about how he's not si- like he's not signing? <laughs> like he's keeping his mouth shut. Oh, man. Bubbles, you know, he knows who his uh, bananas buttered. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, I he, think if he's, me- com- he's complicit, if anything. It's got to be Harambe for me. Show him the memes. Yeah, just to let him know he's loved. Yeah. So I could speak for, to him for an hour, mm-hmm. say, mate. It, it ended, it was awful how it ended, and it wasn't your fault, no. but you were loved. You were loved. And let, let's go through these memes. Show them the memes. Yeah. How do you reckon Rumbay would respond to the memes? I think it, a tear, it. tear. Yeah, a single tear rolled down his cheek. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, I think so. I think he'd be like, and I die again in an hour? Why did you do that? <laughs> He's freaking out. He grabs you, yeah. and it's now another standoff. Not his fault. 100% on you. You're in his cage again, oh, and you've okay. told him he's dying in an hour. He's freaking Pretty freaking out about his imminent death, so he has to get shot again. Well, and now there's a second round of Harambe memes about how he's been killed twice because of you. No, I'm not. I don't. Think oh my be, god! I'm not telling him oh about my his second god. death. No, you 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 said he, so. You got to lie to him that the hour. It's only an hour. I'm not going to lie to him. I just won't. It won't come up. He'll just assume. Uh, okay. Unless he asks, which he might do now that he can speak. Like, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, that's a good point. What about what about that? Would be funny though. The second batch of Harambe memes. Yeah, it would be unfortunate, but very funny. But yeah, I mean, everyone wants to leave a legacy. Yeah, he'll have left two legacies. If that's <laughs> if you can count yeah. a second death as another hey. chance to build a legacy. I mean, it was big for Lazarus. Oh yeah, did big big things for Lazarus. Big for Lazarus. I don't think we'd hardly know who he was. I wouldn't have he heard of this bloke back. if he didn't come yeah. back. Nah. Uh, big for JC too. Oh yeah, very. Big. That was one of his big ones. That was his big the one. one. The fish. I like how he did like a sort of, um, you know, like a uh, come back to life. That might be possible. <laughs> like he just did a little signpost, you yeah. know, in the story. Like, 
This might come up again. <laughs> <laughs> a little foreshadowing. A little bit of foreshadowing, like, ooh. Oh, that he did it. He, he did it himself. He, oh, oh. That's right. And we knew we could you do it from the earliest. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's good storytelling. That's if great storytelling. You pull it out of nowhere and you're like, oh, great. So okay. it just. Netflix puts that in a new um, series as a twist. That's in a game. Th- you're loving it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're fucking holy shit. Yeah. They pulled it off. But you'd also probably be wondering why he hasn't done it a lot more. You would be wondering that. Why does he let all this death and suffering into the world? Yeah. And if he can do this, why doesn't he do this for everyone? Why did he choose that one guy? This one guy called Lazarus. And then the other guy called him. Yeah. Himself. This is, oh, my family members have died. Why didn't he do that for me? Yeah. Like, do we deserve it? Is this what it's about? Yeah, and as a viewer, you'd be, conf- wouldn't you be like, why? But then we return he to He hasn't the, mentioned this power again. We return to the book of Job and mm-hmm. we see that God punishes us and we have to have faith regardless. Oh, Oh, that we returned. Yeah. We have returned. It's it's unknowable. It's unknowable why. Uh, the last thing we like to do is... The look of... You know, when, when I'm... Sometimes I'm starting the Bible and I say, stop reading that Bible. Mm. You need less of the book of Job, more getting a job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and one works even better written down, I think. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a pronunciation one. <laughs> so we also <laughs> like to read out some five-star reviews. If you give us a five-star review, I'll read out whatever you write. Um, you know... Within mm-hmm. some reason. Well, but don't read out anything. Yeah, not anything. Like hate speech. Don't no, read that out. No, I won't be doing any hate speech or anything. But you know what I mean. I'm, I'm happy to sound silly myself. Yeah. Of course. You'll yep. be a, a, yeah. You'll listen, you'll, you'll get into monkey business. Uh, so there's a couple to read out this week. The first one comes from someone calling themselves Dr. Matterhorn via Apple Podcasts in the US of A. Mm-hmm. And their review's titled, a go, a go to day starter. A go to day, a go to day starter. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I'll read things out that make me sound silly. Uh, five stars. A light, witty, snicker out loud day saver for human and perhaps non-human primates as well. As far as podcasts go, a sixty-nine out of sixty-nine. Nice, Doctor Matterhorn. You devil. Thank mm, you so much. That was very generous. Very generous. Perfect score. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad people, like, you know, this they say, you save their day with this podcast. Yeah, that's right. They save it. They Bloody save hell. it. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. Thank you to the good doctor there. Uh, and this one is from Sheik via Apple Podcasts, also from the US. Uh, and their review is titled Finding Titty Slide. Whoa. Well, there are, so there's been a saga. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not, I, don't, done, I don't know all the law. We've done five episodes uh, get, trying to get to the bottom of this picture. Of oh, you know, no, I've seen them. I've seen what you've shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a, an ape titty slide. Yeah. So we call it the ape titty slide saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sheik writes, you, Cam, and Alexi should team up to track down the designer of the ape titty slide. Fantastic suggestion. I mean, they've got a lot on their plate. Yeah. But I could really use their skills. Absolutely. Like you would want that. Yeah. <laughs> you would definitely want that. Would they want that? Would they want to have to? Uh, yeah. Because they, you know, and as, as soon as ca- they, they have one other, you know, mystery. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden they're getting calls up all the time. I'll have them back do you reckon, on. Do you reckon Scooby-Doo have the same problem? Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? They're like go. every bloody fucking. And some of them hate, like Shaggy hates. He doesn't like it. He's scary scared. mysteries. So does the dog, Scooby yeah. himself. Really, it's kind of the dog. It's only kind of Velma that likes Scooby's it. Scooby's the titular dog. It is the titular dog. 
Bloody hell. Yeah. Velma loves it. Um, Do you think Fred and um, Daphne Fred like and Daphne, it? Yeah, I don't know. Velma's the only one that she solves like all the... Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, there you but go. But you actually, that's the interesting thing about Scooby-Doo. It's the, the, the bumbling incompetence of Scooby and Shaggy often reveal. Right. So maybe, yeah, she wants them there. She needs them. Yeah. It's sort of dialectical. Gotcha. You know what I mean? If it was just the the pure competency of uh, Velma, they would never get to the bottom. Yeah, and it, well, I mean, and maybe they would, but it wouldn't be a TV show. It wouldn't be interesting. There's probably Velmas out there solving these mysteries right now, but no, no one's bothering to turn them into a show. Nothing, yeah, we don't have a dog that thinks they're, it's a human. They're not rolling cameras on that. No, nah. nah. um, they're trying to get on the Scooby. They're trying to collaborate with Scooby Doo. You know what I mean? They're like you with a Alexi. Yeah, they're trying to get him on the phone. <laughs> He just doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't answer. No, I reckon. I reckon like uh, the other thing about that sheik would be we've got a we've got a set team. Every episode's been four of us. <laughs> I'd just be. Oh, so you drop them. You would just drop them. Absolutely. She's just yes. suggesting I drop. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for the work so far. But, uh, we'll, but I'm going with the guys with some clout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've, uh, they've they've got proven results. Yeah. Okay. These guys are going good. I don't know. Sorry. Hey, look. So you're the boss. You're the boss. Of primates podcast, yeah, and sometimes you've got to make tough decisions. That's true, but and, I would say this and to Sheik: they were independent contractors. Sheik has, I mean, it's a great suggestion, but Sheik sort of forgets that Cam Alexi, their mysteries have always had a budget. The yeah, activity yeah, slide, yeah. we're running off the smell of an oil, oily rag. You, that's you do all sniff an oily rag. Yeah, we sniff our rag and we go before for an every hour. primates yeah. podcast. That's why they're a bit unhinged. Yes, yeah, and you can't be held liable. No, I don't think you can be because we. Well, but circling that's, back that's the with regular uh, this Russian war and the price of oil now, this podcast is getting very expensive. Mm, it is, you know. Yeah, this is a luxury to be able to sniff sniff oil in yeah. this in this economy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us <laughs> on the show this week, yeah, Angus. Well. Now, where can people find you? Obviously, you've got all those shows coming up. Is there a is there a spot where they can get these tickets all at one? Is there like a an Angus website? There's Instagram. Ang Real Angus Gordon. There's Twitter at Angus Gordon Nine, Facebook, and um, you just message me on any of those things, and you'll let them know. I'll let them know. But yeah, but pretty much Brisbane. Yeah, pretty much yeah. Queensland. Qu yeah, Queensland in November, late November, early December. Yeah, and and Lismore as well in northern New South Wales. Ah, home of Grinspoon, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people can find us at Primates Pod on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, I think. And, uh, yeah, there's two different links in the show notes. One for topic suggestions and the other for questions and whatnot. Much like uh, John Neal from his dad's balls and uh, Shelley from New Zealand, they wrote, they, they just um, clicked on that link. And uh, as did David Aranda on the other link where he suggested this week's topic and said it would be just a bit of fun. And by gum it was. It was great. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And uh, Angus, as we always say here at Primates Podcast, this has been another fantastic episode. <laughs> <laughs> really so I believe it.